Friends, Adelaide here, Torquebajir, and Taxons, if you managed to find some earbuds, welcome to the Wonder Yerks for all your Animorphs re-watching and eventual re-reading needs. I, Sarah, am flying alone today because Blair and Seda are busy, but I've got two special people to help fill their spots. Guests, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alexis, and I'm one of your hosts. Wait, no, wrong podcast. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Alexis. Uh, my pronouns are it, it's, and she, her. I'm Kaylee, my pronouns are she, her, and we're here from Setting the Record Queer. It's time to set the record queer. What if you found an Escafil device? Gonna lie, I know we just watched an episode. I don't know what an Escafil device is. That's really honestly completely fine. It's not mentioned by name or seen anywhere outside of the intro in the episode that we just watched. But... Let's talk a little bit about, tell us about uh, setting the record queer. I've set, I've set this, I've mentioned this, this uh, crossover episode coming a couple of times on previous episodes, but uh, tell us about the podcast. Yeah, so uh, we do a little, a little cool podcast called Setting the Record Queer. Uh, it's every two weeks, and on each episode we interview a different queer guest about whatever it is that they do with their life. So whether that be a hobby, a passion... A you know pursuit, professional engagement, whatever it is, some interesting oh, say, and cool say thing that they do. Say a profession, a propensity for rewatch podcasts. I mean, yeah, potentially we could have someone on for say variety podcasting. You know, like whatever, whatever, whatever that may be. And yeah, well, I, I, we could we could talk about that. So yeah, this is sort of like yeah. a, a crossover episode. Our we're gonna be kind of flipping the script and interviewing Sarah about podcasting for our episode that's gonna release on January first. Yeah, k- ring in the new year with me, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, couldn't think of a better way to do it. Straight up, straight up, because you because you never swear. This is my podcast, but I still felt the need to ask: Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? It's your podcast. Why are you asking us? I know, us? I know. <laughs> Alexi never swears. Look, I'm just pure and innocent. Okay. Yeah. Yes, all please right. change the rules of your own podcast for us. Thanks. <laughs> But so, because I didn't want to have to make them sit down and read uh, one of the books out of sequence or go back and read the first book, I thought we, well, it was Lexi's suggestion, actually, but uh, its suggestion was to just throw us into an episode at random and just see where the fucking chips fall. Because you you may remember... From a very deep cut, uh, Lexi and Kaylee have been on an episode before, so this guest yep. spot is not unprecedented. Because yep. Oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> yes, if you remember back to um, early February, so it would have been the first episode released in February, I think. Um, it was the one with, with oat, I think Oatmeal Crimes is the name of the episode. Yeah, yeah, there was when something s- about oatmeal. Yes, when Seda, when I went up to Canada and Seda met me there and we had our in-person podcast, Kaylee and Lexi were the two people on the bed next to the hotel bed ne- uh, next to mine, and they were just shouting in for their input based on what they had seen of the show, and it was the episode where they threw bo- where they threw water balloons filled with oatmeal into a pool. Yep, that sure is, that's Gonna what be happened. Honest, didn't actually watch the episode. Um, I, I was watching, I was not understanding. That's very fair. Even for someone who reads the books, like a lot's going on. A lot is going on here. But so, what do you two, do? You two know anything about animorphs? Um, I know like, they turn into. I, I want, I, what I want right now is a comprehensive listicle of all of the top ten things you know about animorphs. Okay, so uh, number one, okay, they we'll morph take turns. We'll take into turns. animals. Yes. Okay, that's a good. That's a good all number right. one. All right, Kaylee, your go. 
number two, um, there is a PlayStation 2 game that has <laughs> that is bad, but is still better than it has any right to be. Oh, and it's and Shattered Realities. When will we get an HD remaster of you? Crash um, Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Animorph Shattered Realities. <laughs> All right, come on. We got to get top 10. Alexis right, 3. Uh, number three, there's also a bunch of other Animorphs games, and they're actually bad. Uh, number four, number four. Animorphs starts with the letter A. <laughs> Um, so number, that's where we're dropping out. That okay, uh, Lexi, do you have anything else to add besides um, letters in the name of animals? Number five. I know there's a lot of books. Fifty-four I, plus bonuses. Fifty-four I, numbered books and then about twelve extras. I number said that si- like there was going to be more, but there isn't. So Kaylee, go. Number six. Uh, Johnny in the video game To the Moon references animorphs on a few occasions. <laughs> okay. Um. Number six, or number, you just did number six. I'm on yeah, number seven. seven. Number seven, uh, the covers of Animorphs books sure are a thing. They they are, in fact, a thing. Those books do, you know what? I can't disagree. Those books do have covers. <laughs> number eight. Uh, number eight, um, Animorphs is filmed in Canada. Okay, yep, I told you that one. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't say it on the podcast. True. Nine. Uh, number nine, um, the Animorphs books were adapted into a TV show. <laughs> Got Oof. him. All right. Kaylee, bring it home. <laughs> number 10, uh, the last letter Animorphs is S. <laughs> Wait, what are all the letters in between? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So these two did not have much of very comprehensive. They did, they did not have the comprehensive <laughs> understanding of animorphs that I possessed going into this episode and going into every episode of this podcast. Wh- which one of us? Which which one of those positions would you say is the better one to be in? For enjoying this episode. For for just living your life. Honestly, I think animorphs the books are like really really good. So I'm in the much better position here. All right. Well, there you have it. They're bite-sized. You can pound them out in, like, 45 minutes if you want to. And they're, like, really good books. Hmm. Really intricate, really intricately plumbing the depths of what exactly are the true horrors of war. The true casualties. Well, dang. Yeah, it's... It's really dumb. Like, at the end, within the first book, a character says the words of, Don't let them take me alive. And these are teenagers. These are 14-year-olds. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Kaylee, say the word O. Oh. Thank you. That's also a letter in Animorphs. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, so we watched the, uh, I believe, 18th episode, no, sorry, uh, 17th episode of the Animorphs television series called Not My Problem. The brief synopsis on Wikipedia goes as such. When Jake succumbs to the pressures of being the Animorphs' leader, the Elemist appears and grants him the wish. However, in the alternate reality, everyone but Tobias is infested by the Yerks, and Tobias must carefully plot his next move to avoid the same fate. Share similarities to Megamorphs back to before, although that book came came out after the episode. I can't believe Animorphs is ripping off Animorphs. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> wild for that one. Okay, so what what was the name of that like force ghost dude again who looked like the, the guy Elemist. from Modern Family? <laughs> the Elemist. The Elemist, of course, yeah. So 
this uh, this this episode starts with everyone like mobbing Mark or everyone mar- mobbing Jake at his locker, being like, "Hey, Jake, let's hang out after school. Hey, bro, let's play some video games. I'm gonna beat your ass at Space Blaster McFuck Five. <laughs> That's my favorite video game. Right yeah, up there speak- with Animorph Shattered Reality. <laughs> um. But, uh, and then Jake is like, I can't, bro. I got a fucking, I got homework to do. And Marco is like, it's just like you always say to me when it comes to Animorphs things. We have no choice. And Jake's like, I can't do shit tonight, bud. I have homework. And everyone's being extremely unreasonable about it. Like, he goes home and his brother, who is a member of the sharing, try and also a controller. Um, also, please stop me anytime yeah. you don't know what the fuck I don't I know what said. these are, yeah. but I don't care, so. Okay, I do care. Please, please roll it back. Okay, rolling it back. Jake is the leader of the Animorphs. Do you know what the Animorphs are? <laughs> um, okay, let me think. Okay, yeah, I think I get that one. Those okay. are those things that start with the letter A. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in one. So you know what the Animorphs are. Jake is the leader of the Animorphs. The small man with the black hair is Marco. He is the funny guy. He is the sidekick. Rachel is the blonde girl. That is his cousin and... Marco kind of has a crush on her, but I'm pretty sure it's just like a beard thing because Marco is extremely gay in the books. Um, no one in the books is straight, if I'm being perfectly honest. Good. It's, yeah. Um, okay, so we got that. Tom is Jake's older brother who is very good at basketball. He knows how to take it straight to the hoop. No problem. Dunks any day of the week. And has no other character traits. No, he has other character traits, but his main other character tra- trait is that he is a controller, which means that they have a yerk in their head. Do you know what a yerk is? Nope. Besides the name of this podcast. Um, All right. I know they're the weird slug things, and yes. they're the bad guys. Yes, the yerks are a race of parasitic slug creatures who crawl into the ears of other races and wrap themselves around their brain and fully control them like a fucking mech. Okay, and, that's hardcore as heck, and I love it. Yeah, it's real Invasion of the Body Snatchers type shit. <laughs> Except for you are fully aware of what your snatched body is doing while you have been body snatched, and that you cannot stop it, and it is never-ending, and you live in torture constantly. And your only reprieve is when your Yerk goes in for Kendrona rays, and you get a couple of blissful minutes away from the Yerk until you are forced to have him back in your ear. Alright. So, <laughs> qu- question... Answer. Is there a reason that the opposition force of the Yerks needs to be a bunch of people who turn into animals? Could they not use, like, I don't know, guns? I mean, who's going to supply guns? Okay, you, you know, mil- that's you, fair. Th- this goes all the way to the top. You think the mil- you think there aren't people, you think there aren't cop controllers? You think there aren't military controllers? They have no one that they can trust except themselves. The reason that it shook, shook out like this is because... One night when they were going home from school, the five kids of Marco, Jake, Tobias, Rachel, and Cassie cut through a construction site. There was an alien ship that crashed, and some fucking dying blue horse scorpion centaur man, whose name was Elf Prince Elfengor, gave them the gave them the Escafil device, which and they all put their hands on it, and then they can turn into animals to fight the Yerks. And it's literally the only thing standing that is separating the earth from total domination by the Yerks. Uh, okay. You know, I'm just I'm just going to take it on faith. I don't need to ask why. I want to I mean, that's I kind of the point to. of this episode though, isn't it? To ask why? I mean, yeah, I but that doesn't mean I wanna. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Where'd we leave off? Uh, controllers, and then you said one other word before we rolled it back. Someone, the brother was a controller and a something else. A member of the sharing. The sharing being the front organization that, one of many fronts that the Yerks have, where it's like, hey, come join our cool uh, co-ed teen hangout space. We go to the beach, we have parties, we go to clubs called, like, the Spider, what the fuck ever. Uh, but then actually when you get, when you join the club, they just put a slug in your brain. I mean, that sounds like my definition of a good time, so sounds great. So, so that's like a thing, is that like the main character's brother is like yes. a baddie. Yes, the main character's brother is a baddie. Uh, and do they just live together? <laughs> Like all the yeah, time. I mean they've got no way because this is all like happening via like all of the all of the things that happen in this in this series happen via pretty much like guerrilla warfare if you'll pardon the pun. Like it's a lot of like sneak it's a lot of like sneak and strike and don't let yourself be seen. So I mean at least does the main character know his brother is a baddie? Yes, yes, that's one of that, that he learns that in the get first book. Any of these names? His name yeah. is Jake. I don't care. so. They just they just live like this, like they yeah. don't they don't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 real it's real like damn bitch you live like this energies. <laughs> can, can you not just like pour salt in their ear or something? No, it's like wait, do, Kaylee, if you poured salt in your ear, would it reach your brain? I don't know. Maybe if there's a slug. <laughs> I really can't argue that I haven't. They haven't tried putting salt in their brains. <laughs> Oh my god. Um so uh Tom is like, "Hey Jake, let's play some basketball." Haha, ha, just like we used to do. Haha, ha, basketball time. And then Jake's like, "Nah, dude, I got to do homework." And then like Tom's two fun basketball friends show up out of nowhere and try and like force Jake to play basketball. Yeah, that was peer pressure. That's not cool. That's that's not cool. Yeah, it's not. And also they they're all like they're all being piloted by slugs. Like it's there, it's. Hey, hey, I was like, here's a joke. Give me a second. Uh, if it was neon, give it. If it was neon Genesis Evangelion, but Animorphs, they would be called slug suits instead of plug suits. Thank you. Nice. That's comedy. Um, but Jake is like, nah, bro, I can't. I gotta do homework. And then his parents come home, and Tom's like, whatever. And then Jake does goes homework, but he goes into his room. And he starts like crying. He's like, I can't do it anymore, but I can't. And then the camera pans over, and there's a force ghost behind him. And it's the Elemist. So, let's talk about the Elemist, shall we? Please. So, the Elemist is... God, how do we... Where do I even fucking start with the Elemist? The Elemist is one of, like, a galactic super being who is playing, like, 87th dimensional chess at all times against a monstrous force that has not been introduced in the show but has been introduced in the books whose name is Cryak. He is basically the evil Elemist, and the Elemist cannot do anything to directly influence any outcomes. He can just inform, and they do those. the information that he provides does directly influence outcomes, so he's kind of a cheating piece of shit, but... He's on our side, so we don't really give that. We don't really care that much. Um, I don't know why he manifests like a force ghost. I think that may have been how it was described in the books, but I really can't remember. Um, he's kind of a prick. Uh, any other questions about the Elmist? Wait, so, okay. Important question. Was sure. it the guy from Modern Family, or did it just sort of look like him? Uh, which guy from Modern Family? You will have to be more specific. Oh God, I don't remember their names. The like, oh, the, 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 the like average, the average, the like With average the black hair? dad, black haired dad. Yeah. 
Uh, it's played by Peter Messaline. So, so not that's the same not correct. Okay. Not the same person. But that's unfortunate. He was uh, he he was in Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Syndicate as David Brewster, and Puppets Who Kill as Barnett Pump Plumpkin. Based on that name, I'm gonna assume that that he was one of the titular puppets that kill. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that. I think I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But so uh, the element is. <laughs> This, Sorry, this I'll is stop li- reading his IMDb page now. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the uh, the Elemis is like as you wish, so may it be, and like the color inverts, and then Jake is it's an alternate timeline, and so this is some real uh, uh, it's a wonderful life ass shit, except for Jake is there. Um. And Jake is, like, having a good ha-ha time with his brother Tom. And Jake's like, hey, Tom, you got to study for the entrance exams. Which, entrance exams, very weird phrasing that I wouldn't have caught if you two hadn't caught on. I mean, it sounds like anime. Yeah. It does sound you know, extremely that's anime. that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> because anywhere in America, or Canada for that matter... You would probably have someone saying, "Oh, I've got to study for the SATs," or col- or like the college applications, like I mean, or the ACTs or whatever. Yeah. Who says entrance exams? Entrance exams implies that the schools are doing the exams. Like, oh, you want to get into Dartmouth? Like, take the Dartmouth exam. Oh, okay. I, don't, I, I couldn't we, get into. I couldn't get into. Back Dartmouth. up like five seconds in the episode. I want to talk a little bit more about that color inverting effect. Sure. Like, okay, they're supposed to make it look like this, like, dramatic flash and change the world, except it's literally just inverting the color. Every time I see someone do that in a show or whatever, I always think of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because Yu-Gi-Oh! did it every five freaking seconds. And it's just like, okay, you inverted the colors, and that's supposed to be, like, this big world-bending thing, and you inverted the colors. You are not wrong. Okay, I I just wanted to point that out. Had to say your piece on that one, huh? Yes. It's very important. All right. So what came up? What comes up next? Um, um, there was like the super like overdramatic scene at the lockers. Yes. The overdramatic scene at the locker where. um. Oh, what happens in the overdramatic scene at the lockers? Are you talking about the stare down? Because that's a couple minutes later. I don't remember. All right. Uh, so what happens next is that, uh, Jake goes to school and he operates like it's a normal day, except for Tobias, who's not a bird this time. Uh, Tobias is a nothlet in, uh, the regular universe, which means that someone who's stayed in their morph for more than two hours and cannot morph out, uh, he is stuck as a red-tailed hawk in that universe. But in this one, he's still just a human boy and he's stalking Rachel. You know, I kind of preferred the other universe by that description, but go on. The, the universe where he is just a bird? Yeah. Just a, yeah good whole, just a good, wholesome bird boy instead of a stalker, you know? Yeah, he's a burb. He's a borb. Is he a borb? He's, no, he's not a borb. He's just a burb. That's okay. I love him anyways. Yeah. Um, he's not a... I mean, he is a stalker, but he's mainly just concerned about a very real thing that he has stumbled upon, which is that the Yerks are real and taking over everything. And he just, like, he tells that to Rachel in the middle of chemistry class when everyone was just, like, that, playing around with, uh, with like, water with food dye in it. Yeah, it was like they were they were all in chemistry class and, like, 
I it has been far too long and I don't remember the names of chemistry equipment, but they were all doing completely different things. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, that's just how, like, chemistry class... Like, if you wanted to show someone learning in school, chemistry was the way to do it. And if you needed people to talk to them, chemistry class. They are, that's the ultimate way. And But then Tobias is just like, yeah, I heard about some fucking... I think there's some body snatcher shit going on. Like, look at that girl over there who's been staring at us for five minutes. She used to be crude and tell funny jokes, and wha she told wacky jokes last week. But now she's all quiet. I don't know. Anyways, I'm gonna go now. My name's Tobias. Bye. That's my Tobias impression. How do you th how do you think? Um. Well, it was certainly of better audio quality than the the recording we watched. This is true. Y I mean, that might have been the upload, though. Well, yeah. I mean, it might have been the upload. Might have been the fact that it was a very shoestring budget from 1999. Either way. Um, they really fucking, did operate on the principle of get it in one take. Yeah. Tobias is, uh, uh, not Tobias, Jake, like, invites everyone around to a party at the sharing at the Spider's Den, I think? Something, it was something about a spider. Yeah. Um, and then uh, everyone's invited, everybody's going to have a good time at the Spider Party, and then Tom gets up on stage like, hey everyone, welcome to the Spider's Ball, we got this place till midnight, so let's fucking party! Yeah. Okay, okay, pause, stop, take, take five. A bunch of teenagers just, like, rented a club. Yep, they can do that. It, well, that's not a, that's not a thing you do! I mean, in a pre-9-11 world, I think it could have been. I mean, I guess. How, do, you, I, how I, do teenagers afford yeah, that? Yeah, I was more thinking from a monetary standpoint. Bitcoin? What year was this made in? I don't think <laughs> you know, Bitcoin was a thing. I this is this was made this was made in um this this was uh, tw uh 1999 just when Bitcoin was happening. Yeah, I'm sure you could make a lot of money off of Bitcoin in '99. <laughs> uh huh. It was far it was far easier to destroy the environment in '99. Okay. I don't know about that. Okay, sure. They just all had a bunch of money and rented a club. Totally normal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they just rented a club and, like, no no parent is, like, concerned about this. Like, hey, can we let kids go to a party all, that's hosted by themselves? Is there going to be, like, beer? And no one seems to give a shit. No, no one's concerned. There's, there's no, like, adult or, like, club personnel at the club. I guess the only pe the only people the only club people at the club are the people who are in the club, don't you know? I mean, I I guess they also just had either like all of their own like DJing and music equipment or the club just let them use their expensive club equipment. I mean, maybe there's like maybe like maybe like baby Skrillex was uh, was in the sharing. You know? Maybe. How old is Skrillex? Is, Skr is Skrillex Canadian? I don't know. I I think I think Canadian. Maybe. Let's find out. Skrillex is from Los Angeles, California. Well, I mean, California, Canada, basically the same place? It's the same. It's the same place. Open your eyes, sheeple. You have been living a lie. <laughs> Canada and California are actually connected by a very thin strip of land on the backside of Oregon and Washington. So that means that you can... That, that means that uh, California is actually a part of Canada. Uh, open your eyes. Teach the controversy. Uh, realize, realize, realize. Yep. 
exactly that that was exactly what was going uh, through my head i'm glad we're so in sync so so marco shows up to, to like starts walk walks up to rachel and is like hey rach i'm cool and confident now i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be weird and co- jokesy and kind of horny sometimes i'm just gonna be a cool suave guy rachel keep your ears open like wink wink like a yerk for a yerk spot wink wink rachel wink the i don't even know the acting was just it was something and then rachel's just like yeah cool marco bye and then she goes up to Jake and she's like, hey, uh, Marco's acting really fucking weird. And Jake's like, uh, that's Marco. And Rachel's like, you're right. I can't lie. That's just, that's just, that's just how Marco be. Uh, and then they explore more around, and then, like, Tobias shows up and is like, oh, I'm gonna sniff around, do some digging. And he walks to the back room and Jake is like, hey, bud, you can't be here. And, and Tobias is like, I immediately trust you. Everything is an alien. We are all under attack, and your brother is also one of them. I know everything. Thank you for your time. I'm gonna go home now, escorted by the by these very large gentlemen. And then Jake is like, "Damn, fucked up if true." <laughs> but then, to- <laughs> but then Tom shows up and starts interrogating Jake. And Tom's like, "What does he? What did he say? What did he do?" And then Jake is like, "He's on to us." And ever and it's like, "Dun dun dun," because Jake's been a controller the whole time. That that drama Which, was kind of lost on me because I had no idea what was going on. I'm sure it would have been great if I had watched the other episodes of the show, though. Uh, I don't know if it would have been great. It would have had an impact, I think you could say. I suppose. It would have been a it would have been a a plot beat that you would have felt a feeling about. Yeah. Um, but. So we go to the next day at school and like Jake like goes into Principal Chapman's office and Principal Chapman is a controller in both this universe and the real time universe. Uh, he is the principal and he's an evil man. But in this universe, Jake is Jake's controller is ranked above the principal's controller. So Jake gets to like pull rank on him and just be like this 12 year old boy, like threatening the life of a 30 of a, like a 40 something year old man. That scene was something. I did. Okay, I gotta be honest. This wasn't great. That scene, I, I, I always get a kick off. I always get a kick out of that shit. Like, like obviously much younger, like people pulling rank on much much older people. I love to see it. It's always a really fun thing to watch. What was? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, what's her name from the pre from the Star Wars prequels? Princess Amidala. Uh, Amidala. Amidala. Yeah. yeah. That's her, yeah. Her. I like her. She's good. Noted noted Star Wars prequels liker Alexis is here. That's not a sarcastic statement. At me. I like the I like the Wait, first you one. Like the can, can we, I like the prequels. Can we can we take a brief can we take a brief prequels tangent? Go for no. it. <laughs> so the biggest problem that I have with the prequels that at least are the ones I've seen. I've seen I've seen all of one and I've seen parts of two and three. Um, it's not the character of Jar Jar that I have a problem with. It's the, 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 the accent quirks of Jar Jar that I have a problem with. Because I actually really like what that character is doing, but I just, that, they just made that, they just set that character up to fail with that accent. Yeah, yeah, big agree. Like, 
just like everything about that character is really interesting and also like more the thing about action movies is that more of them need to have slapstick moments in their fights and Jar Jar was that like he's like at the big fight in the in the battlefield at the end when he's just like fucking Charlie Chaplin-ing his entire <laughs> ass around like just like dangling from tanks and swinging every which way and just punching the shit out of people on accident it's really fucking funny and it's genuinely good yeah I, I would wholeheartedly agree I have I have strong feelings on this matter especially with the like you know recent prevalence of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies where, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy was successful, so now literally every movie we're ever going to make is going to be exactly like Guardians of the Galaxy. I I have a problem with what those movies do in terms of, like, okay, we're going to ruin every bit of action with a joke, and we're going to ruin every joke with action. But if you actually balance the two well, then it works. I think Iron Man 1's sense of humor was very good, and I wish that more of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies were like that sense of humor. Very dry, like, very little... Like, I feel like in a lot of the later Marvel movies, I'm like, there was, like, a a second where I'm supposed to, like, as the audience member, like, like there feels like a laugh break. But in Iron Man 1, at least in my recollection, it's been a while since I've seen it, I feel like they are just, like... Here's a joke, next line. It's just kind of like banter between two characters that you're not really meant to like get a huge like audience like big laugh out of. But that's just my humble onion. Thank you. I, I just all, all I'll say is that after seeing Into the Spider-Verse, I am just never gonna see an MCU movie again. They're just Damn. They're just not worth it. Anyways, we, we could get back to Animorphs if you want now. I, I'm, I have a feeling that my Twitter account has already been reported into oblivion and deleted and that Kaylee has already packed up all her belongings in the other room to leave me forever because I said I liked the prequels, so we might what as well I... move on. The thing, the thing is that the MCU is a hot take possibly, but I don't like it. Like I, I like maybe oh, five great. movies in the MCU. Okay. Like my opinions. I, I'm even more, I hate those movies than most people. Um, like the I good, was the good so MCU, the good, Thor, the good. Yeah, I was so bored during Thor Ragnarok, which everyone Ooh, else I liked, but I just, I. Uh. And yeah. then we went to I go see Ant Man and the Wasp for some bizarre reason. Well, we went to go see Solo, but um, we, we went, got there too late to watch Solo, yeah. so we wound up seeing Ant Man and the Wasp, which was the most boring two hours of my entire life. Oh my gosh, how do you make a car chase so boring? The the only good scene in Ant Man and the Wasp was the one where the, the where the dad Ant Man was like playing pretend superhero with his daughter at the beginning. That was good yeah. and pure. Everything yeah, else about that, that movie was super lame. Yeah, we super saw that. not good. Excuse me. We, we we saw that scene at the beginning, and I was watching. It's like this is our protagonist, just good dad who does a bunch for his daughter. This is great, and th- like I will. I, this is going to be a great movie. And then it's like, oh, hey, it's sarcastic Marvel Man. Yep. The, 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 only, good, the only good MCU movies, and I, I am perfectly open to having my mind changed about this. Please feel free to at me because this, this is not something that I'm setting down in stone. I cannot say the same of my, of my co-podcasters here. But the only good ones to me are Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Winter Soldier, and... Uh, I don't remember another one that I liked. I so I haven't I seen saw one of those. <laughs> all or most of them. Black Panther was excellent. Spider Man was 
excellent. I love Spider-Man to death, and I will defend him with my life. Was really good. I mean, Spider-Verse was on a whole nother level. Um, and then I, I liked Guardians of the Galaxy so 1 a lot. Oh, yeah, I liked Guardians 1. I am not going to comment on, like, the very early movies, like, the very first Avengers and, like, the early movies in everyone's individual series, because I saw them, like, four or five years ago, and I don't remember them. I think I, I think I do like Iron Man 1. I'd have to revisit it, but I think that I'd like Iron Man 1. But every other recent MCU movie I've seen, I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I watched, um, I watched... Hulk is my favorite Animorph. <laughs> That's basically what he is. Um, I watched Infinity War on a plane, and you know, I didn't get to watch the last like thirty or forty minutes because the flight wasn't actually that long, and I, I don't really, I don't really care. Damn. Big disrespect. Thanos will not be pleased. <laughs> Comics are dumb, and turning them into movies makes them dumber. Now that There's is There's my hot, hot take. take. <laughs> now, see, you say that, but the thing is that the Spider-Verse is the most turning a comic into a movie that has ever been. Okay, real talk, I saw that movie, and then I had a conversation with one of my comic friends, it's, and... They were, they, they, like, I was like, well, they clearly made up three characters for the movie. And then, and then they told me, no, they didn't. And in the actual work, this is based off of all three of these characters were taken completely seriously. And I was really upset. What do you mean? Are you upset about the existence of Spider-Ham? I'm upset that they took Spider-Ham seriously in the comics. The, the thing is that, like, the, the more serious you take Spider-Ham, the funnier it is for the audience. It's the reason that the Hitman, that the recent Hitman games are fucking hilarious, because it's all played 100% straight, and when you kill someone with an expired can of spaghetti <laughs> sauce, it's the funniest thing in the world. Spider-Ham is great, and the more serious they take him, the better it is. Yeah, I, I, but they put him in this, like, story that's supposed to be actually completely serious. Yeah, and it was great. I, that, I I don't get why Kaylee has such strong feelings about Spider Ham. I loved Spider Ham. Who who else did you not like that they took seriously? Because I, mean, I can't like 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 fucking Nick Cage Spider Man Noir. I cannot believe that Nick Cage played Spider Noir. I saw that did in you, the credits and I was like, oh my god, of course he did. Did you know? Fun fact about uh, what's her name? Penny Parker. Penny Parker, the best girl. The best girl? Did you... Okay. In one of her comics, there is a scene where she gets pulled out of class and surrounding her are the four kids from Evangelion, which I think is very funny. That's amazing. Anyways, so that's a 10-minute digression. <laughs> um, I... Where the fuck... Oh, yeah. Jake was just like, oh, yeah, I'm controller. And the audience is like, what the fuck? This is a fucked up universe. Yeah. Um... But then Cassie comes back. Cassie comes back from the bathroom and is like, "Hey, there was a weird slug in the sink." And Rachel's like, eh, "That doesn't matter. I'm going to go home now. Bye." Um, and then it's the next day at school. Oh wait, did we talk about uh, Tobias and Jake's epic stare down from earlier? Because I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we got to the stare down. No. There, there is a scene uh, before where earlier than what we were talking about. Um where Tobias and Jake just stare at each other in the hallway for 30 uninterrupted seconds, yeah. and it's very heterosexual. It was... 
It was pretty incredible. Gotta be honest, the cinematography, the panning cameras, the switch timing, everything about it was on the ball, which completely what explains why the rest cut. of the episode had such garbage for a budget. They what put panning? it all they in the stare down. Back and forth. They put it all in the stare down. The stare down to me gave the artistic message of, oh, heck, we need to pad, pad the episode by 30 more seconds. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. The stare down was just incredible. It the absolute the absolute creme de la creme of Canadian filmmaking. It deserves like Television a sundown making. award or whatever. Honest, okay, A, Sundance, B, honestly, like, I've seen Canadian television before, especially from this. I've seen Canadian programming from this era. This ain't that bad, if I'm being perfectly honest. I'm playing it up. This is really not that bad. Poor Canadians. You think this is bad. You don't know the you don't know the rest. Poor Canadians. They had some they had some good stuff. I don't I don't really know what it is because I'm not Canadian, but I know that the, I I do know for a fact that they had they had to have had some good stuff at some point. Presumably. I mean, to be fair, they get good Tim Hortons, so like you know, it's kind of a trade-off. Right. By, by good Tim Hortons, do you mean a Tim Hortons that serves steak fries? A Tim Hortons that serves potato wedges. The only good kind of Tim Hortons. The ones in America are <laughs> fake and wrong, and they are a mockery of the good name of Timothy Hortonson. Yeah, but the coffee's not very good. <laughs> I cannot I mean, comment on the coffee. It sure is a Tim Hortons. A Tortons. But the thing is that, like, a Tim Hortons coffee versus a Tim Hortons coffee with potato wedges, I take the latter every time. Exactly. Ugh. But, um, fucking... Oh, give me a second to remember where we are. So we went Uh, back for the stare down. We were talking about there was the scene with the principal. Yes, the principal. Uh, But Jake walks out and is like, okay, bye. Bye, Principal Chapman. Thanks for everything. Um, and then, oh, I think this is when the stare down happens. And Tobias walks up to Rachel like, hey, you can't trust anyone. Not even. And then Cassie walks up and is like, hey, guys, what's up? And then Tobias is just like, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my God. The, that scene, the shot of uh, Tobias and the blonde girl just Rachel. staring at the other girl. Cassie. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Very much. Stunning. <laughs> and just Cassie's just Stunning like- tension. Cassie is just like, I mean, fucking, all right, bye. Um, and then they, I think this is when the stare down happens, actually. Uh, and then they go home, I guess, for the day. And then Tobias calls Rachel up because I guess he got her number somehow. I don't know. He just, like, kind of has that. I mean, I guess phone books. How, how, uh, how common is her last name? He probably knows it. He can probably look it up. But he calls her and he's like, hey, meet me at the spider's den tonight. We gotta fucking find some shit. There's aliens. And Rachel's like, oh, sure, Cassie, you can have my history notes. Because Jake's in the same room with her and she doesn't want to, like, tip him off to the secret dealings that she's got going on. But I guess knowing the twist, she wanted Tobias to think that she did, that she wanted to keep everything secret from Jake because she's a controller at this point. Spoiler alert. What? Sorry for spoilers in five minutes of the ep- later in the episode. But, um, Rachel goes down to the fucking spider's den basement and then Jake shows up. And is like, Rachel, what are you doing here? And like, 
Knowing that both of them are controllers, like, this scene is playing out really weirdly, but I guess it's bait because then a lion shows up and I think I'm almost like, I'm 80% certain that they just play the Metro Goldwyn Mayer sound effect and like then a lion jumps on screen and Jake gets so scared that he pirouettes, uh, put plant, he pirouettes, bonks his head on a desk and falls asleep. It was, the performance delivery on that faint was, I mean, like, I, you know, you know how it's like, you know, a good performance doesn't look like a performance at all. You know, it just looks this it looks just like looks real. I couldn't even tell that they were trying. <laughs> oh my god. Um so then they so Jake's knocked the fuck out and Rachel and uh Tobias hog tie him after uh after fucking uh, Tobias demorphs from lion. Oh, also, uh, Tobias was turned into a gecko earlier too. By the oh, way, oh yeah, the gecko um, was like listening in on the meeting with the principal, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, I mean, I know Smile is not Smile, my bearded dragon. To be clear, for anyone who is unaware, I, I know Smile is not like the same as like a little gecko, but like I can't imagine his hearing fidelity is that high. You'd you'd be surprised. No. Having actually looked at stats of like what animals have the best hearing, you'd be real surprised what animals have good hearing. I cannot quote the stats offhand because I don't remember them from my like first semester freshman year recording class, but they sure were a thing. Sorry, I'm just looking at smile now. I'm gonna need a second. You're valid. It's the you're you're super It's the smile. Valid. It's the smile appreciation corner. Let's just all think about smile and how good I he is. I still haven't met smile in person, and I'm unhappy about this. You're I, going to meet him in person someday once I get off my ass and clean my bedroom. Yeah, I don't know who smile is. Smile is my bearded dragon. Oh, he's my little baby boy. I post him all the time. I don't actually. I should post more pictures of him. Yes, you should. Hard agree. Uh, Alright, so they fucking... They, so they tie Jake up and uh, Taba, and Jake is like, where's the Andalite? Where's the fucking Andalite? Now, do you know what an Andalite is? Nope. Okay. Andalite is the blue centaur with a scorpion tail with, with stalk eyes and no mouth race that gave the Animorphs the power to morph into animals. El Prince Elfengor was an Andalite. Uh, Axe, who you meet very briefly at the end of the episode, is an Andalite. Um, and they they have the morphing power. They have the morphing technology as a species. And so uh, Rachel, Rachel does her fucking heel turn and is like, actually, Jake, this is the Andalite right here. And Tobias is like, no, you're one of them too. And then every, every single character who has had a speaking part in this episode shows up and is like, we are all, we are all controllers and you are going to fucking die. And there's a really good exchange between um, Jake and Tobias. And I say really, I do actually mean really good exchange because Tobias says, I wish we could have fought on the same side. And Jake responds, we will Tobias just not the side that you want and I think that's actually a really good line and then he takes a year out of a thermos and then drops it and then it's like oh, I don't want to do this and then he flashes back and oh it was all a dream he's just in his bedroom 
But best, everything's in, fine. You know, the the well-regarded best possible way to end your episodes is it was all yeah. Done. But um, so this ends with uh, Cassie knocking on his door and is like, "Hey, hey, Jake, I've got that book I borrowed from you. Here's it back." And then every single one of the animorphs just shows up. <laughs> yeah. Like after Jake told all of them, "Fuck off! I need to do homework." Like all of them show up because Axe runs down the hallway and is like, "Prince Jake, Prince Jake, I have solved this." And Axe is uh, Axe is an Andalite who is morphed into a human. And like I said when we were watching the episode, he his species does not have mouths naturally. So when he morphs into a species that has a mouth, he is very excited at the idea of making mouth sounds and also blowing bubble gum. And it's very cute, and I fucking love Axe so that, much. Okay, that was adorable. But question: yes. so do they live? Do they live in like dorms? Is that why they were all in the same place, or did they all just show no, up at Jake's that's house? Jake's house. What? They just all showed up at Jake's house. Normal thing to do. That's not being a good friend. He said he had homework. Yep. I mean, Cassie's just there to drop off the book, and Jake never told her to fuck off, so, like, that's fine. But then, like, Rachel shows up, and Marco, and Marco has, like, some really shitty one-liner that's, like, not even funny. Uh, And he, like, Tobias shows up, and Jake is like, Tobias, you're still a fucking burden. That's great. And Tobias is like, I mean... I guess I'd kind of rather be human, but like, that's like, yeah, I'm glad you're glad I'm a bird. Sure. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Poor Tobias. <laughs> and then Marco shows up and is like, Jake, you're just praising a bird. Flattery will get you nowhere. And like, that's not even a joke, Marco, but you're not, it, props on you for trying or at least props on you for realizing acting wasn't your thing and going off to be a personal trainer for a living. Um, and then she's like, yay, yippee, woo, none of us are controllers, none of us are controllers, and everyone's really happy, and it ends, and, it's, and Jake's like, this is what real happiness is, and then the end credits play, no turning back, no back, and, and then that's the end. Oh, okay, well, one thing we missed was the drip. Feel free to, feel free to rewind for anything in the, I missed. In the, in the, like, final scene where you find out they were all actually the bad guys in this weird dream sequence. Um, yes. We, we forgot about the, the dramatic bald guy. Oh, Visser 3, yes. <laughs> so that's Visser 3. Visser 3, uh, he attained his rank, Visser being like a, like a commander rank, basically, I think. Not to my recollection. But he shows up. Um, Visser 3 is a... Uh, he is a Yerk who infested an Andalite. So that means that he has the morphing technology. And that's what he looks like as a human. Interesting. His name is Victor. Oh, of course. A totally name a totally a totally name for a visser. Victor. No one visser, no Victor. one will ever be fooled by this. I mean, to be fair, literally who do you, like if if like who who is that trying to fool? He just needed a name, and this is like a cute wink and nod. No one like the animals are not gonna be paranoid about every Victor that they meet. Okay, you know, that's fair. That's yeah, that's fair, actually. All right. Thank you. Um, did you have any other questions about the episode that I can answer? Um, what happened in it? <laughs> All right. So, I, it starts with... No, 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 no. Never mind. <laughs> one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Anyone? Nope. God damn. I'm surprised Kaylee didn't at least get that one. I can't believe neither of you know the the, tr- the tried and true history of Lincoln Park. I'm gonna cut that out because it's an unfunny joke. Because neither of you got it. I sure I mean, do know like two Lincoln Park songs. Why do you think I? You know don't know. Any in, you don't stuff? know in the end. Nope. 
Really? Nope. That's surprising. I know, I'll, people I know, who know two, two Linkin Park songs, and I am willing to what go on they? record and say this. The two that I knew were from one of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Huh. Well... I used to be a very different okay. person in, like, middle school. I mean, I think we all used to be very different people in middle school. I, for example, used to think that I was a boy. Hey, big same. Wow, what a coincidence. What are the odds? Funny how that worked out. Yeah. So what, so what, so what does your stand do? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I- I think I think covered everything from the episode. Okay. Kaylee, any questions before we move on to audience questions? No. No. Okay. Let's move on from I whatever mean, this was. I have so many questions that I also just have no questions. Feel free to ask them as they come. We still have like ten minutes left until we hit like our average recording length for one of the TV episodes. I, I just yeah, don't I even... Yeah, I feel like most of the other people on this podcast can contribute things about Animorphs is the thing. I mean, there's a reason Haley and I do an interview show. is It's because we're completely uninteresting people and need other people to talk about cool things. Didn't we Gi- do an episode where we interviewed ourselves? Fa- I'm doing the biggest thinking emoji that I possibly can right now. I hope you know that. <laughs> Kaylee, what did you say? Didn't we do an episode where we interviewed ourselves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Good call. All right. So we got one question this week from at J Money Motos. Oh, I who know says, that person. Wait, there's an Animorphs podcast? Well, then. I'm here to tell you, J Money Motos, there is an Animorphs podcast. There are many Animorphs podcasts, actually. We are but one of them, but there are many other very good Animorphs podcasts. If you are not contented with us and you wish to imbibe more Animorphs, I would recommend, say, Morph Club Podcast, who, which is helmed by Kate, Carrie Peach, who did a lot of, who, like, did the, who did the Adventure Zone graphic novel. Or uh, Dork, the Dork Bajir Chronicles, who are as a mutual of ours on the on the Animorphs Twitter. They do a good podcast. I question the effectiveness of answering this question on the podcast, because in order to hear the answer, uh, JMM has to actually listen to the podcast, thereby proving that there's an Animorphs podcast. Surprise! This well, wasn't pe- an Animorphs podcast. It was a trick. Give us your credit card. I mean, as we all know, it was a Star Wars prequels podcast. It was an MCU podcast. It was three angry girls talking about movies podcast. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that one. Spider-Ham. I love Spider-Ham. You can't do this to me. Spider-Ham is good. He's voiced by John Mulaney. Not in the comics, he's not. <laughs> he is if you believe. He was great in the movie. I just don't want him to have existed in the comics. Why do you hate Spider-Ham so much? I don't understand. Because you have a serious story about men who dress like spiders and you you know what? Never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Spider-Ham was good. Okay. When he gave when he actually no, I shouldn't spoil things from from uh, Spider-Man. No, if you spoil Spider-Ham, I will drive to your house and kick you. Heck, you know our address. That is an actual viable threat. <laughs> okay, well then no spoilers, but Spider-Ham did something genuinely kind of emotional near the end of the movie, and it was great. 
Yeah, he fucking died. I haven't seen the movie, so I, I, really, I actually have no idea. <laughs> Do you want to explain that? Do you want us to say anything? Or No, no, not really. Because I feel like if you explain anything either way, you will spoil something about the podcast. So I'm just putting this in the in the sand. In the, I'm putting my fucking line in the sand. Spider-Ham <laughs> fucking dies. I have not yet seen Spider-Ham, though. So I have no idea if that's a spoiler or not. <laughs> Go see the new Spider-Man film. Don't watch this episode of Animorphs. Woo! Yeah, honestly, go see Into the Spider-Verse. If you take anything away uh, from this podcast. So where can people find you folks online? Well, you can find our podcast, which we talked about earlier, Setting the Record Queer, um, at settingtherecordqueer.com, um, which will take you to the iTunes page. It's also available on Stitcher and Spotify. Um, and we're and also on... And Google Play. Yeah, I, f- I have figured I was forgetting one. And we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash setting the record queer. Also Twitter at STRQueerCast. What about you individually though? What if I wanted to just what if I what if I listen to this and I'm like, I like these people, but I don't know if I want to commit to listen to a full podcast. Where can they find you for like the, the sampler bits? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at witcheshex. That's W-I-T-C-H-S Hex. Or on Twitch at WitchesHex with an underscore between Witches and Hex. I apparently tweet things about Smash Brothers breaking into pieces. I mean, it wasn't really breaking into pieces. Rather, having too many pieces. I have not been able to see my Twitter notifications all day. For for some context here, um, they discovered a new glitch in Ultimate. Uh, sometime yesterday where if two Isabels grab an assist trophy with the fishing line at the same time, whoever gets the assist trophy will just start infinitely spawning that assist trophy. So Kaylee and I did a bunch of recordings of this earlier. So we got infinite Nintendogs dog, which was just amazing. There were just a bunch of dogs like colliding with each other because they don't actually have like collisions. It's just a screen effect. But they were all sort of like bubbling together in a adorable but also kind of terrifying way we also yeah got, i'm watching it now and i feel vaguely nauseated we we got um infinite i don't know some samurai that i didn't recognize infinite alu cards and the samurai one was my favorite because you just watch isabel like unable to die yeah isabel <laughs> got like knocked off stage like three times and then the fourth time there were just so many samurai that Isabel just straight up shot to 999% damage, and it just caps. Well, yeah, but the, the, the bigger point was that um, there were so many attacks happening that they kept slamming her back down so she couldn't actually launch. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, yeah, there was there was infinite alu cards, which was fun. I like alu card. I'm yep. a fan. I'm watching that. And then there was uh, Infinite Pac-Man Infinite Ghosts. Infinite Pac-Man. Which was yep. kind of amazing. I'm really looking forward to Pac-Man Championship Edition DX3. I think uh, by there the is way, a three. I think you, you mean four. four. Uh, by the way, Kaylee, you know that you can mute... Uh, you know that you can fucking... Uh, fucking but I like fuck. getting attention. <laughs> I mean, you can still look at the tweet on your own time, but like you'll be able to read your notifications but, tab but again. But I'm getting attention. <laughs> you know, I really can't argue with that. You are getting attention. <laughs> Give me attention. Follow hey, me on Twitter. Hey, Kaylee, I love you. Yay, attention. <laughs> love you, too. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Um, um, if you... Go ahead. 
Uh, if you want to check us out, we're at the Warner Yerks on Twitter. We do episodes. If you're listening to this because you, because I, uh, Kaylee, or Proto retweeted it on your timeline, uh, hi. We do podcasts uh, normally every other week. Uh, it's called the Wonder Yerks. We talk about the Animorphs books and we get really emotional about them and we talk about shipping and we cry about the kids because they really need therapy and no one's around to give it to them and it's just really a whole fucking sad situation about all of it. I recommend you listen to the rest of it. All oh, the therapists um, are uh, controllers. Gasp. Uh, but at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter, uh, if you want to check me out, I'm at SunHatGenia on Twitter. That's S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. That's also my Twitch name, which is where you can find me streaming sometimes. And, I th- oh yeah, check uh, check out this podcast, Sister Podcast Fear Baiting, where uh, one of the other normal hosts, Blair, and I talk about horror movies from queer idiot point of view. And also, I have a leftism podcast called Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, it's a real blast. Check that one out, too. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's episode, uh, this bonus episode of The Wonder Yerks. Thank you again so much to Kaylee and Alexis for joining me on this journey. This, the, the power level of this crossover is, is too high. Yep. Uh, I'm going to type into the Discord channel the thing that we say at the end of every every episode, and you two are going to say it together. Oh, oh we are now. What are you going to make me say? When I, when I, I'll, I will throw to you. But thank you so much for listening to this uh, this bonus episode of The Wonder Yerks. I am Sarah. Oh, was that the throw? No, that's you say your names, and then I throw to oh, you. I'm Kaylee. I'm Alexis. And remember... Keep, keep your, your hand, hand on, on the, the escape field device. Kaylee, I don't think you could have sounded more enthusiastic if you had tried. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everyone. (laughs)